0: Hello everyone, thank you for listening to Arguably Agree, and I'm half a brain. And I'm Oldman. And today's big topic will be about climate change, quite a big one, and the two clues that we've got for our smaller stories are, when wiping goes wrong.
1: Oh god, that that sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, mine is, mine is something to do with local celebrities and uh, larger scale celebrities.
0: Interesting. Let's get into this then, shall we? You agreeing. So our big topic this week is climate change. Um, as as you may have seen in the news, Europe is be going through massive heat waves, uh, highest recorded temperatures on record, uh, massive wildfires in central in France, Portugal, Spain, uh, and other places. Britain, where we live, has had uh, record temperatures broken in the night and the day. Uh, fires again. Roads melting, airports melting, we've had all this crazy stuff. But are we snowflakes for caring about the weather? Just Should we just like eat lollipops, have ice cream, have a beer under the trees and just get on with life?
1: Um, no. No? That's it. That's just the answer. That's no. It. Podcast over. No, I, I, I think... I mean, it's hot, right? <laughs> Man, is it hot. No, like So we we broke... Um, I think the, the record temperature before, was it 38.7? Something like that?
0: 39.3, I could be wrong, but I think it was 39. I think that's the new one, right? 39. No, the new one is in the 40s. First time ever.
1: Oh, yikes. What, really?
0: Yeah, 40.3 in Lincolnshire, and also in uh, Heathrow.
1: Because, I think, was it Cambridge that had it before? Yes, Cambridge, 30, yeah. 30, 39.8 maybe then? I feel like there's an 8 in there for some reason. Um, but, but also, like, I read... The highest minimum temperature for a 24 hour period has been recorded as well, right?
0: Yes, you're right. So, well, in the night, uh, it's it's never gone, sorry, it's never stayed above 25 degrees. Whereas on the Monday night, I believe, I think it was either Monday night or the Tuesday, yeah, Sunday night on the Monday night or early mornings, whatever it was, um, was. It didn't go below twenty-five. Nowhere in the country to go below. So right from the northern yeah. part of Scotland to like the southern tip of UK, it didn't go below twenty-five.
1: Well, for the whole country.
0: For the whole country.
1: Not just for for one recording. No, place. no, not for one it's recording.
0: Anywhere in the UK, it didn't go below twenty-five. Never has happened at all.
1: Yes, yeah, so so needless to say, it's quite warm, or it has been quite warm. Um, who was that, by the way, that said um, that anyone that people that are taking active preparations for, for the heatwave are just being snowflakes. Um,
0: I, I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. I can easily Google it. Uh, but yeah. I don't want to give him free airtime. But he is a... Yeah, people can Google it. Conservative uh, MP who is being paid by the oil companies. Um, make it that what you will.
1: Aren't all Tory MPs being paid by the by the oil companies?
0: Well, he's being paid 50 grand a year to be a consultant. Right. Doing, I think it's 90, uh, 90 hours work. 90, something like that. Okay, so just that you know, so the previous record was thirty-eight point seven. So I was wrong. Thirty-eight point seven in the Botanical Gardens yeah. in Cambridge, which is a gardens botanical, should be quite hot. Uh, that outstripped thirty-eight point five, which was saw, saw in Kent in two thousand three, and then in Lincoln it was forty point three, and in Heathrow it was forty point two.
1: So, so it's not even like, it's not like it's just beat it out or whatever it's no. like that's like a full what is that like a, a full degree and a half two degrees
0: There there's 34 places in england which beat that record 34 places 34 places so it goes so the yeah. bottom was at um so they were it was also five which had exactly the same but the lowest was at two o'clock in north yorkshire at 38.8 and the one that obviously broke was lincoln um they are places again yorkshire's in here surrey norfolk bedfordshire london
1: so interestingly as well then that's that's sort of within the the red weather warning that the met office bought, right?
0: yeah around that shoe bell uh, shoe bell horseshoe.
1: which is crazy that there's a red weather warning like 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 occasionally I, I don't know about you but in the past occasionally i've seen a yellow weather warning like like if an amber warning comes out like that's that's very rare or has think been we had very one, rare in the past. We had one
0: last year, I think, maybe. Could be wrong on that, but I think we had one last or at least I think we've had a amber warning or the UK's had amber warning for heat in the last two years. For heat? Yes, I think so. But again it was amber because no one it was because I think it was only we realised like took a, a, like account of it because it was the red warning.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um but like if I since I've been in this house, so I've been in my house three and a bit years now um every summer uh 2019 it was it was hot but luckily i was we was going about so i'd like graduation and stuff didn't have to worry about it um the 2020 the covid year was ridiculously hot because i can remember i was in the front room playing Warzone all the time so i was always sweating and profusely sweating last summer was last summer was hot but we didn't have it as long as the, the year before and i missed this heat wave because i was on my honeymoon um, but when I come back on that Monday and Tuesday that was that was worse than Jamaica it was it was ridiculously hot so I think from my like I've, we've always had like kind of alright summers like some we've had crap summers obviously
1: yeah like, it, it- it's been hot in the past, and it has been hot, but it's been, it's like a weekend, maybe, maybe a week, maybe five days tops, but like, then it cools off a bit, and then it comes back hot again. It's never consistently hot, which, again, it was only four or five days that it was this hot, um, like 30, 30 degrees, but like, man, two grand for a mini split air conditioner seemed like a, good, a real good investment on that day, didn't it? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and I've already priced one up, because I'm like, if that's the future... So, full disclosure, I do have, an air- I have a portable aircon because it was last year, or I think it was last year, I'm going to go with last year, it was so hot I was like, i got to buy one. I only used it for three days, but this year, uh, my parents used it for two, the two weeks of that heat Yeah, because it was just so hot. And if if it's just going to carry on and on, you're right, it's getting to the point now where the UK has to consider, right, we're going to have to start putting an in and also in the winter, and the winters are they're still mild, but we you get those colds, like this winter, we had a cold snap that was just horrible, and people are now looking to put uh, fires back in because it's a more efficient way instead of heating your entire house putting a fire in to heat a room, and obviously the room that the, the chimney is connected to but and by that's p- w- by that's
1: people, do you mean you?
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I am one of the people who are considering this, yes, no, but yeah. it's not just me there are other people as well who are Genuinely worried about the 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 effects that the bill. Sorry, say so the, eff, the effects of climate change. that People are worried about anyway. So that's 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 that's.
1: Yeah, but it's, that. it's always felt kind of um, like we we've known that they were coming, those effects, and we knew what they were, what to expect. But it, but we've never actually really felt them that much in the UK. I don't think. Whereas this is the first big like big hit that feels that does feel like it's directly connected to, to climate change for me at least
0: I agree I think we looking at the news of the fires and thinking oh god Like i I back under a field and I'm wondering because that field is not well kept it's full of ferns and stuff so I'm wondering if you get that bit of dry fern in the middle and it gets that hot starts producing the heat and it just goes up that field goes, and then it comes onto this, and it catches the house, and it connects it because it's all terraced houses. Just carries on the houses down below, and then it, obviously, as soon as you get a fire going, it doesn't matter how big the gap is, it will jump house to house, and you could take the entire village out. And then you're going down the valley. Now that's worst case scenario, but even taking a couple of houses out by fire in the UK, very, very, really, heard of. It obviously happened in London the other day.
1: I was going to say, yeah, this this did actually happen in London, right? And I, this is I was going to say about this field as well. Um, like you just need a handful of bottles right like that's did you see that that clip of a fire uh, the fire department saying you know any of these bottles and he was showing you all the discarded bottles C- could have started this fire because you know once the Sun comes through it has that magnifying glass effect hmm and it only takes a, a, a small fire to start in you know a tangle of weeds or some long grass to, to really, like, take off, like you say, especially if you get a light breeze or something.
0: Well, that's, the, you see, and that's what you're saying, he's saying bottles, but I'm also saying, like, naturally, like, thickets and stuff like that, I will naturally just have fires, because obviously the the best way to regenerate forests and life is normally to have a fire. So that's why they, in most, like, in, like, Native American Americas they used to do wild, control wildfires, because that's the best way to repopulate the ground and get, um... Yeah, like it clears all stuff.
1: clears all the the leaf litter and the low lying stuff that that's, that's died off, and, and it adds so all the and, nitrogen and all the, back to
0: the yeah. ground. So that happens anyway in nature, but that's the issue. We don't look after our things in that way anymore. So if if it, even if it naturally combusts, it will still have a devastating effect without man-made causes, exacerbated by the heat. Um, and I think. And I I think another thing that we need to touch upon as well is that the I think people were always like, "Oh, if it gets hotter, we'll just have better summers." And you will have a better summer, like if no one had work and you just had sit outside under a nice tree, that it was lovely because you could you could do that. But people had to work in horrible muggy conditions. But also, it comes back to the price. To, I no one I think realised the financial implications it would have. So having to put on say roughly five fans just to blow the hair about a hair, about in that in the room or in the in the winter, having to just chuck that boiler on. Constantly, people didn't realize that. Oh, yeah, you could do that back in the early two thousands because it didn't it cost a pittance. But now, obviously, with the with the war in Ukraine, the oil companies taking advantage of that, and they are taking advantage of it, where they they re- re- um, posting yeah. records and, and places. That,
1: that's that is a, another entire large topic in and of itself,
0: which we'll talk about probably some other time
1: in a future episode. I'm I'm certain of it. Yeah. 100
0: percent, because that that makes my blood boil. But if you think about just the economic costs on food is another one where we, we people are actively um, looking at allotments now as a as an other alternative to going to the grocery store or the supermarket because it is cheaper to well I say it's cheaper money-wise it is cheaper to go on to an allotment pay six hundred pounds a year and get a load of seeds for thirty quid and grow that time-intensive, damn straight. But money-wise, six hundred pounds for well, say say roughly seven hundred pound a year equipment and everything compared to a fifty pound shop every two weeks if you're on a tight budget.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's it's certainly it's, become, it's becoming more more appealing, right? Like some people, a lot, mostly people that are doing it or, or have been doing it up till now are people that enjoy the garden anyway, right? Yeah, people aren't doing it purely to to feed their families because again you've got the 700 pound a year um which is you know even in three payments that's that's still like a big chunk um but but also like it doesn't replace your entire food shop you st- you still got to go food shopping oh um, so percent till now like unless you enjoy gardening then the like you it's not really i would it doesn't say... really make sense but yes yeah, certainly now now that food's going up it's looking much, much more like a value proposition, isn't it?
0: I would say seasonally, I think you could, for just fruit and veg-wise, well, it's not fr- even fruit, I'd say veg-wise. Some fruits, depending on what, what you grow. Yeah, you could I, get
1: some strawberries in the summer or something.
0: Cucumbers and stuff like that, yeah. So I think yeah. veg-wise, um, it would definitely cover your costs, because obviously then you put, you'd have to eat seasonally, which, obviously since when? The 1970s, 80s, we've not done. We've just gone to this I want this. Especially,
1: I'll get this. In, in fairness to um, to people, who do, do complain about millennials a lot, especially our generation. Um, I'm sure that there are definitely exceptions, but we we do tend to not eat as seasonally because we're just so used to like we've just been brought up on getting whatever you want from the supermarket.
0: Exactly. If I want strawberries in the middle of winter, I get strawberries in the middle of winter. They come from Kenya. Who cares? I want strawberries.
1: But yeah, b- because because that that concept of of considering seasonality and, and choosing local produce and stuff wasn't, like, it was starting to become a thing. I'm sure there was groups of people that were really advocating for it back in you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s when we were growing up. But, like, it w- it wasn't, as far as I was concerned, it wasn't a thing. I, I didn't really know about it until probably close to uni when I started looking into it myself, you know.
0: I don't think I knew about, about it until uni as well. And I didn't think about the, the seasonality of things and it wasn't it's only been more playing on my mind. Sorry, the last four years I've been working... I think I remember talking about it in work with someone who is um, a member of the Green Party. And see, his 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 argument was, well, no, you need to have more than seasonal veg because you've got more nutrients and stuff like that, and it's um, it's better for the per, like people in general to eat outside seasons because more nutrients and all that stuff. So I can understand from that point of view. But then I look at it from a purely climate point of view. If it's gonna cost, well, it doesn't really cost much. But if it costs the planet, say more to grow ve- like the veg out of that season, because I want strawberries, so I have to get them from Kenya. They then put in a, a ice container truck where they they're frozen until they shipped over to Dover, where they then unpacked in this big factory where they put them into plastic crates and then shipped off to Tesco, Sainsbury's, and what have you. Mm-hmm. Or I can just wait, so I can have them nice, and they do taste nicer when they're in season. They, they like anything will like if i again i'm a gardener so I, I literally sound like i'm just talking about myself here but like potatoes grown by yourself million times better than what you can get from a supermarket
1: so so interestingly you you said to me the other week uh, i think you'd ha- did, had you harvested your first lot of potatoes or yeah. a new lot at least and you said to me that um you should definitely grow some potatoes because these are the best potatoes i've ever tasted yeah um and for a long time people would tell me that and I I could never really understand what they what they meant, um, if that if that makes any sense because my granddad has a huge garden and he grows all of his own veg and he has done well as long as I can remember my entire life anyway. So if I have a son if I had a Sunday dinner as a child, it would be in my nan and granddad's house with all homemade veg. The whole thing is homegrown. Um, I mean, other than the the chicken. <laughs> um, but all of the veg, all homegrown. And so when people were saying, like, uh, it's much nicer, I could never really understand, because that's just what I'm used to. Then we would go out for, like, a curry meal or something, and I'd be eating it, thinking, this is horrible. <laughs> why, why do people like this so much? And it is. It's because homegrown is is just that much nicer. And I was spoiled.
0: <laughs> You're right. It's it, I think, because people, again, people haven't been used to... That type of um, culinary experience that they know it I think it's a perfect example. Like we take the piss out of audiophiles, even though I've got an audiophile setup. Because
1: <laughs> well, you, we we playfully toy with audiophiles.
0: <laughs> but you, you 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 think about it ways like because you have not experienced like the the deep bass or the high trebles or the the, the sound stage because you've listened to it on uh JBL little jelly ten pound headphones. And you're like, well music sounds great on this. is, is that it's that comparison. It's like and I I yeah. may sound pretentious, but it's it's tasting the finer things in life and then you realise, hmm, actually there's a reason why you people will pay more for it.
1: and and vice versa as well though sometimes I think like like we, we both agree naturally um arguably <laughs> that um that that homegrown veg is nicer. Yeah. But like some some things won't change. like I won't invest in an audio file setup. If pe- if people are interested in audio file setups, that's great, and I I'm glad they enjoy that. But I just can't hear the difference. You know, maybe I just not listen to a, a good enough one. But mm-hmm. I don't think I would be able to appreciate the difference enough to justify it anyway. Um, so maybe there are people maybe there are people out there like that as well that that taste homegrown stuff and just don't taste the difference and don't care.
0: So I think that's another thing. That, yeah, <clears throat> there are certain things that, for example, um, if you're going to spend, <sighs> see, and I, I can understand people won't enjoy it, but then it's it's what you want out of life. So some people, like for example, just don't care. They just want to eat food to get the food into them. They don't care if that is one pound, cheap as you can, chicken breasts, or five to six pound chicken breasts that
1: have been from the butcher, but
0: it will always taste nicer.
1: Um, um, and not even that. Sometimes, um, like people, so, yeah, not even the ethical aspect of it. Just some people don't care if it tastes nicer or not. Like, like you say, it's that classic saying, right? Of some people eat to live, and some people live to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, people that eat to live, they literally they will just on anything that's fine and that will, you, you know, that has the appropriate nutrients, and will keep them going. Exactly. Whereas, like I... other people, really do enjoy a, a meal.
0: And I think there was in- there was something interesting. Um, about this, where it's like the amount of work people are doing for the the pay they're doing, uh, so that you, you're basically doing more work for less pay. Um,
1: what nowadays? Yeah, nowadays, sure. yeah,
0: even with time and stuff, and people are just more concerned about eating the food. So, like I said, they'd rather just have a ready meal or a frozen stuff that can just go in an oven twenty minutes. You know, eat yeah,
1: eat kids fed when you when you've got to spend spend an hour in the morning getting getting ready for work you know another hour if you've got kids maybe i don't know how long the kids take it you know an hour and a half two hours in the morning to get yourself and kids ready for school and work um, get them drop them off go to work you do your eight hours you know you, you come back you get get them some food and stuff like there's no time to do anything so of course people want just quick easy food don't they
0: so, I've been afforded the chance to understand the upbringing of people who just basically need to get the food on the table to feed the kids, feed them, be out for work, working shifts, or something like that. And also having the privilege to learn that this is probably not the best way to eat food, you know. Like when they get a chance, if they had, you know, a couple of days off, they'll cook, you know, oven properly, you know, from scratch and stuff like that. So, another any difference. And also having, sorry, and then also having grandparents who were retired at the time so like for example my grandmother would always do stuff from scratch she'd always make stuff from scratch with the fair things maybe i'd have like microwave chips because they were easy and obviously they were like aldi special stuff like that um so i've had that side as well where the, the fresh and i think it's our education piece of just like look like, this is convenient but it's probably not the healthiest probably not good for the environment as well which we are talking about well, well,
1: that that's what that's the trajectory we've been on for a, for a while though right like uh like i don't know like the, the 70s maybe the 80s it was like um maybe is it the 60s even i'm not really sure like the fast fashion like everything was moving to disposable right like like my mum still had the terry towel nappies for us when we were when we were kids in the 90s what like then? babies um you know reusable and washable nappies, stuff like that but okay. then uh, for my older brother, and then some for myself, and, and some disposables. Uh, but then, by the time my younger brother came around, well, uh, almost two thousand, um, it, it it was disposables. You couldn't really get Terry towel and nappies anywhere; like, no one was selling them, uh, and if they were selling them, they were really expensive. Because mm-hmm. we just moved away from from sort of the reusability or whatever, and just everything had to be disposable, quick, easy, and fast. Right.
0: Yeah. And we found a generation that is um that is throwaway, you know, uh, yeah, throwaway. Uh, it's, I won't say throwaway, but it is made fast throwaway fast instead of a generation that is built with quality, can be repaired, last a lifetime. And I I want to be in that gen- like not that generation, but I want to be in that way of thinking where I don't want to buy a 5 pound thing on the internet it lasts 10 minutes. And then I throw it away and buy another one because that's the way it's been built. I'd rather spend more than I need, realistically, more than what is worth, but I know the quality will be there for longer. But not everyone is in that, that position. It's like, why would well, you spend. I think see, the antidote is um, a rich man will buy um, shoes that cost £40 and they'll last a lifetime, so he never has to pay, spend money on the shoes again. Whereas a poor man can only spend £5 on those shoes, which will break, so he has to keep buying £5 shoes.
1: Yeah, and that, that's a condition of society and, and the the way it's built in general as well, though, right? Is that, that if you're in that cycle, um, it's very difficult to get it. Like, the cycle of buying cheap shoes, like, you can never really build up the money to get the expensive shoes to not have to, you know, to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that's the, that's the same with a lot of things as well, right? In terms of, like, reusability and the throwaway generation or whatever, like look at coffee shops right like like they've been incentivizing for a long time now for years, well f- yeah for years now to to bring your own reusable coffee cup or whatever mm-hmm. well like back in the 60s there was coffee shops i'm sure that i'm sure of it back all the way back there was like cafes and coffee shops and y- you couldn't get plastic throwaway cups from there Well,
0: you, Do you sit down I mean? and have
1: like, coffee the, the idea yeah, of a takeaway you go there cup. you sit down you enjoy yourself exactly
0: but I also think that comes back. Well, I think there's an incentive on them as well because obviously it costs more to get paper cups, and it is just a, is a reduced cost.
1: Oh yeah, it reduces their costs. But I think substantially, I'm sure. But I think
0: that comes back to the the climate thing because I think obviously in the 2000s with the advent of like plastic injected molding, which was cheaper, becoming cheaper
1: and cheaper. Uh, I think that that's what made the throwaway generation. Yeah, isn't
0: it? I think I think like that Lost. damage, even though it was only probably say... Uh, it's yeah. from the late late nineties to probably late uh teens. It's still happening now, but it's less so. I think even though that was only a short I say it's a short thing, twenty years is still is a long time.
1: Well, it's a lot of waste a l- to be generated. Uh, yeah, and I think years. like
0: that that cost is gonna be immeasurable, I think, in the future. Like we've already I think we talked about this offline saying that that they're gonna have to start digging up um yeah. uh what are they called? Uh
1: yeah. Landfill Landfill sites, yeah. Especially older ones. Oh, God. um, Like, the amount of good, usable material, like, not so much plastics, because, um, I mean, recycling is mostly a lie, which I guess is a topic for another day. (laughs) Um, I mean, certainly do recycle. If you can recycle, recycle as much as you can. Um, But it it was brought in as a, you know, as a ploy to continue using plastic and saying, like, it's not really that bad, when actually it's quite bad. But like metals is, I think, is what you mentioned. Like papers as well, a lot of paper, wood, um, can can all be popped down and turned back into into card and card products.
0: It's going to be a big business, I think, in the future. Um, But obviously, then it's that thing it's like I know near me, there's a landfill site that's been turned into a mountain. So what happens there? What happens after that scenery that's been built around it?
1: So interestingly, as well, there's a place near me. that has been a landfill for, for a while I think it was an old quarry so it, it's it's not above ground um, but I think it's an old quarry I could be wrong on this mm-hmm. that they then backfilled with landfill covered over and it's been grassed over it's now turned into a park so as you're walking around the country park it's a large park as well um, you'll see green pipes sticking at the ground for the methane venting mm-hmm. um, and the whole thing is now, now a country park um, yeah, how do you like how do you just go in and dig that up? You can't. I don't think.
0: And I think that's or can
1: you? Like, is, is there enough landfills that we don't need to?
0: Probably. Or we about all the stuff that's been shipped over to other countries. Yeah. You know, man. it's it's going to be an interesting thing going forward. But it's the.
1: So talking about recycling being a scam, that's one of the biggest scams. <laughs> like like. It, it, well, it wasn't a scam. Recycling it, it was. It was. Well, it, it was a. It was a. It, it was just a lie. It was a lie. Yeah, we didn't do it ourselves. But we, we were told that if we recycle it, it's going to be reused and turned back into plastic products. But um, no. <laughs> uh,
0: so going back on to the question that we were asked, or I asked at the start of the show, which is, are we snowflakes for um, complain about the weather being too hot and stuff like that? Is it more that the generation before, even though that, like I said, the everyone goes back to 1976, which was hot. I mean, it was hot. It was a hot thing. Didn't break the records, but it was hot. Um but isn't it that generation that one I think is rosier back? I think it is everyone looks at the past with roads in the gar- goggles. But is it oh, also yeah. the that generation refusing to believe the damage that they have done to this earth, not just for the kids, but the grandkids, great grandkids, and the future generations. Is it is it almost like a I don't wanna believe I've done this much damage?
1: I I mean I think it could it could be partly that but I did, I saw I think it was a, a video I was watching like a, you know, like a short documentary they call them, do they mm-hmm. call them, on YouTube um, and they were talking about it was It was American focused naturally as a lot of content you find is but I think it's a valid point that during the Cold War um, which is when a lot of the older generations grew up right, a lot of the baby boomers um, or what we would call baby boomers there, there was the constant threat of of the end of the world for them mm-hmm. as well. Um so they've gotten to the point now where they've been threatened with the end of the world for what how long was the Cold War? Like nineteen forty
0: five to the end of the Berlin Wall, which was nineteen and I'm gonna go with nineteen ninety. But would you yeah. like would price right, so, like, do you wanna see if I'm right or wrong?
1: Sure, go on, look it up. Um yeah so so they've been threatened with, with the end of, of the world. Oh, no, Eighty nine. Eighty nine. So yeah. So for a very long time, yeah, for a, a lot of their adult life. So when we say to them, you know, this is, this is potentially the end of the world, if we don't do, do, you know, if we don't put some serious work in, which people have been putting serious work in, but if we don't, as countries, as continents, put in the serious work that needs doing, it could possibly be the end of the world. Mm. Um, I, I think they're just not—they're re- kind of desensitized to it, you know. Just to correct myself, it's always been the end of the world. It was
0: forty-seven to ninety-one because obviously the Soviet Union disbanded in ninety-one. But I think to that point, so I like think f- it,
1: about forty years. Yeah,
0: is it the idea? So, so like you said, I think it's more like nuclear bombs. You could understand the devastation they would cause, obviously because there was real-life evidence. Whereas climate change, because it's such a slow period, is like. The world gets hotter, but no one. Ever, and I, I, it's weird, isn't it? It's like, because a nuclear bomb could drop and then make it inhospitable, you, and all the, the fear-mongering behind it, like, even though we've had fear-mongering, I say fear-mongering, it's not fear-mongering, but it's, like, putting it into the public conscious through fear, so, like, bulletin boards and stuff like that, or, like, um, I forgot what they're called, but it's, like, you know, the bomb goes off and everyone goes, ah, and then again, vibrates. But they're doing the same with climate change, but is it because people are just not as scared as na- to nature as they are man made
1: threats well so i understand what you're saying but it, it is a man made threat obviously i know you know that yeah um, but the consequences but are it, it doesn't feel like like the 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 effects that directly impact us feel like natural mm-hmm. things don't they which i guess is yeah like you say is why is why there's such a, a big disk why it's so easy to disconnect right cuz like yeah, it's man-made, but the the actual effect, the impact of it, it feels like natural disasters and and other naturally occurring things. So, like, it's hard to to match them. Whereas, like you say, with with the nuclear bomb, it's like you you you've seen those big explosions. Nothing natural could cause that. Mm-hmm. Um, even like, there are natural explosions, I am sure. Um, but, like, nothing nothing on that scale. Nothing even close, right? No, no, exactly. Well, a volcano
0: um, maybe a really big volcano, like they say, a super volcano. From, but even then, that's so Yeah, it,
1: but, like, you get one of those, right? And, like, you get... But if there's a nuclear war, it's not just one. Oh, it's like, everywhere. Because yeah. as soon as another country detects it, they're sending three, four, five... They they need to send enough to to ensure that that they're going to do enough damage, right? Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, I so I think I think the combination of the fact that they they've just always had that threat, um of, like the world's always been ended and it hasn't ended yet, so like it's been ended for the last forty years, last 50, sixty years, so like it's not gonna end any soon. Um and and yeah, and the, the, the fact that it's a nat, nat it feels like a natural impact. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just the, it's the frog thing, right? Like, you know that classic: yeah. if you if you chuck a frog in boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you put him in cold water and boil it, he won't notice. Yeah, and you're right. It's
0: it it is um, it is kind of scary. Where it's almost like the cognitive dis- dissonance of, and I think it's it's everything. I think we people are just coming up and going, "Oh, look, you fearmonger." We just want to live. All, and I know a lot of people say that. It's just like, right, like, we want to live our lives. And I can understand, when you get accustomed to a lifestyle that is just beyond our wildest dreams, like as much as...
1: A convenience-based lifestyle. Exactly.
0: Like, if I don't want to cook food tonight, I can order uh, a takeaway. Or I can, you know, I can get... If I can't go to the store, I can get something delivered to me. Um, Which all adds to fossil fuel production, capitalism, and and all the stuff that links with that. Um, But if to go from that, and like I said, I went to Jamaica the other week. And I saw, like, outside the resort, what kind of lives they live. And I'm not saying it's it's, it's bad, but compared to what we live, it's completely different. And I think it's asking people to go back to, right, realistically, you have to go back to living to the 1950s, probably even before that, probably 1940s, probably 1950s, 60s way of living to sustain how we we, we, will, you know, work in the future. They're not going to go back to that. They're not going to go back to... Not being able to you know uh, um boil the kettle or buy, have hot water on demand whenever you want, or um I can run a car from or I can fly to vegas uh within ten hours direct um and it'll cost me a pittance you know when you're accustomed to that lifestyle i think especially the old that generation that's had it and they did have it rough i think um to sort to, to a certain degree like my dad was born in the sixties he did have it rough, you know he had the minor strikes and also talking about um you know they they had to warm the the water by the bath and sorry, but water by the bath the bath by the fire to keep the water up and that's what they lived in so to ask him to go back to a style which you come to a com- you know company to and that that goes over what we talked about before cheap energy rates um food on demand uh out, not food food that's not out of season and and the like I can understand it to say, right, look, to save the plans, we need to go back to that way. Or introduce something quick with a lot of money, which is another topic we probably we could talk about. Um, spending money not to make the money. You're spending the money to actually do something without profits to make it better. I think people yeah. just go, reduce,
1: reduce profit margins and spend that on investments.
0: Not even reduce profit yeah, margins. I think there's just certain just things like to make this better, I believe you should honestly make um, things at a loss. Like weather stations, uh, weather stations, um, yeah the weather stations solar panels wind turbines um put uh, a tidal hydro t- um, tidal barrage in swansea or like a hydrogen uh, barrage along the seven the seven estuary to just capture all that water because water at the end of the day and tides don't stop
1: it, interestingly so, I, I, I saw a clip um just before we started this actually um about a guy who was saying They've um, they've done some kind of grass composting where where they collect they can collect the gas off that that composting, mm-hmm. um, and and that can power I think it was Surrey I could be wrong on that, but it can power four thousand homes, mm-hmm. um, based on what they've got so far. And he said based on if we if we were to put out a collection system, you know like a, like the we we have green bins already. Yeah, I assume yeah, they're yeah. green elsewhere as well um, for garden waste. Um, if you took all of that and put it through that system that they've got, you can you can produce enough gas to to, to generate for you know renewably um, to, to generate for the whole country without cutting into any farmland. That's by using
0: biofuel.
1: Yeah, effectively, yeah, the um, biomass, well, is, co- yeah. composting it down. Yeah, using biomass generators, which it, do- it doesn't fix the issue of carbon emissions, but it is a renewable source of gas. And also, but
0: it does reduce
1: i'm sure i'm sure they would be reduced yeah yeah
0: and, and and like you said even and there are ways around that like we are talking about uh carbon uh dioxide capturing things which I, I understand it's just pumping it straight back into the ground and then there's a chance that that can go but, but
1: currently currently that's that's the setup but yeah. in future you know there may be um catalytic systems or mm-hmm. or the you know other stuff that you wouldn't think imaginable like i might like think about when they got that found the the breakthrough of lithium-ion batteries, right? Like, they did they did they like treble battery, um, battery
0: capacities. Like um,
1: that. which is, which is why phones are now much smaller than they are. St- things like that. Yeah, um, and I think
0: you're right. It's, it's it's advancement, but it's people needing to put money into it. Like, yeah, someone like Elon Musk, right? Who has billions. I understand he hasn't got billions. He's all based on stock. But if you reduced, if you just took that money out. On pure stocks, because people are going to buy those stocks no matter what, right? If if you just put that money in, took the money out as pure money, and then just pissed it away on renewable energy, I mean, they pissed like they say, look, build these, here's billions, build.
1: You are you, talking about taking some money away from the billionaires in order to fund yeah. social projects? But now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. But I, that's the thing. But if you if you
0: funded it through just people. One in two
1: actually. Through I, I understand high tax band for for mega rich for the mega but, rich but corporations. Tax, just
0: like people just do it out of the kindness of their thing. And I understand people look like Bill Gates wants, to, and I think it's been proven that one of the quickest ways to reduce um, climate change is make everyone rich or make everyone to the standard of the living of the West. And I say the West in inverted commas. Um, if anyone's listened to Hans Roslyn's, um Book that I cannot for the life of me remember right now. Um, Factfulness, I think it's called. Um, I could be wrong on that. I, but I think it is factfulness, which um, he splits it between levels four, three, two, and one. Uh, Level four is rather
1: rather than third world, first world. But
0: yes, because because there's no negative connotation with it. But level fours are like Japan, uh, South Korea, UK, US, most of Europe, and I say Europe like The, the G7. G7 stuff like that, and like level 3s in Mexico, uh, most of Mexico, um, Brazil's, and stuff like that, and then level 2s and level 1s. So, if you take that on, and I know people, the, the idea is if you can make push the majority of people from level 1s and 2s, because most people live in level 3 and 4, like any bell kid, they live in level 3s and 4s. If you can get most people, all the people living in level 1 to level 2, and you push them all up, and you get the majority of people living in levels 4 and 3, you can you can you can solve the majority of the carbon issue already, yeah, but the issue with so, that then is because obviously you need more electric and stuff like that that goes along with it, but that is the quickest way or the easiest way to reduce carbon uh sorry uh help climate change basically not reduce it but help climate change through a myriad of different ways but yeah i, I saw... no one would ever do that no one would ever go out and go no. like every house <laughs> in 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 Africa and stuff like that. We will build the infrastructure to do this. So, reduce your mud huts. We will not, not even, uh, you know, even obviously can't use gas, but we'll like we'll put solar panels on these houses or stuff like that. Build now, the infrastructure, to do it. But it will, you say
1: this? Us, say. But I, I saw, I saw a clip, and I believe it was from the IPCC. You know, the, the, the basically the global last say on climate change. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget the, Is it something? Don't to do Google with the, it we search it, Yeah, go on, give it a Google. Intergovernmental I'm, I'm panel sure.
0: on climate change.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's the IPCC. They're, they're the guys that did uh, the climate conference in, in Scotland in... was 21? 20, you mean... 2020? Um, in, uh, in Edinburgh? Yeah, uh, what was it called? Yeah, I can't remember that either. Um, but, but it was from them, anyway, this clip that I saw. Cop and they were saying climate. that not only do we have to invest in projects in our own countries... Um, to reduce our carbon emissions and to, you know, to put those renewable systems in place, is we need to reach out to other countries that mm-hmm. are incapable of doing that because effectively we've had fifty, hundred years head start on a lot of countries. And it's mad to um, think that someone like China. And So they're currently sat as we were fifty years ago, still using coal and the like and fossil fuels with no other alternative. They don't have the technology to build. Well, they're not even panels. using
0: coal; they're just using wood and.
1: Yeah, and they don't have the technology to build solar panels. Is, so, we need to reach out and, and help those. It is is the biggest way that we can, uh, you know, impact climate change in general.
0: But it's mad like someone like China, who is the biggest um, contributor to climate change, and I understand people say, oh, well, it's America per capita head. I don't care about that. I understand that's a good way of measuring it, and that is probably a better way of saying it that way. But just pure load wise, China is the biggest contributor. In, um, but they are actively and I, and it's, it's, there's more to it. There's geopolitical games up foot, but they are actively yeah. putting money and resources to build infrastructure to those countries. Well, Granted, they are for their own needs and their own gains. They're not doing it out of like this. Um, uh, no, no one will. No, that's the only way we'll, we
1: will impact climate change. Is to to. I mean, people don't like the word tax. People people think. When they hear tax, they inherently think bad, but a carbon tax effectively, mm-hmm. um, the more carbon you emit as a company, as a corporation, as a large corporation, the more, you know, the more tax you pay on it. And then you feed that directly into projects to not only, you know, help the country that it's in, but also put that into other, third, well, like you say, third world countries is not it's not a great term anymore, but you put it into into the developing countries world. that don't that don't have that that luxury of being able to fa- tackle climate change.
0: Um. I. I
1: like, the, if anyone's interested in this, actually, the Green Climate Fund is something that that is trying to do that. They're trying to take money in large donations from from governments and and various organisations around the world, and they use that to fund projects in developing countries. That are the, you know c- climate change projects.
0: Um, I agree to a extent. Like I agree that probably taxing or and getting large money from things is the way forward. But I also think it just needs people to curb themselves, and it's the same as anything. If if.
1: It depends on the people, but generally,
0: but, I the Majority of people, like, the the, the, the 80% that live in that middle, not the too poor or too rich, but the 80% of people live in that middle, in that bell curve, if they change their habits, so not leaving the lights on, keeping the fans on all day, uh, walking instead of getting a car, um, stuff, little things, like, stuff like that. And I say this as I'm on the computer, um, and I have left it on most of the day to download stuff. I'm a hypocrite. I can, I'll admit that. If you ever want to admit that, I'm half of the hypocrite. It works, yeah, but
1: um, the, there's there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. But, so carry on. yeah,
0: but it requires a, a monumental shift. The, the big, the only way this this will ever be it requires a monumental shift in the 80 percent of people who can say who can make a difference by voting in governments, voting with their wallets, and stuff like that. The people who who will make a difference need to accept that.
1: I, and that I agree wholeheartedly with with people need to vote with their wallets. However, I disagree with with the the people that need to have that monumental shift. That definitely needs to happen, but it needs to be the people that are in charge of large corporations. 75, I think it's 75, this could be a a completely bogus fact, well not completely bogus, just a number. 75% of emissions are generated by 100 companies. Those are the people that need to shift.
0: I agree. I think. But yeah, after, after
1: that. The people, Other people
0: if the yeah. people went, Well actually I'm not gonna buy from you because that's what'll hit them at the hardest. It's not because a government's gonna say we'll tax you. They'll go, fuck it, we'll just put our prices up. Well if I went wh-
1: wh- which I'm not you. which buying will from again you. stop stop people from buying from them.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what we need. We we need a a fundamental shift in how people vote with their wallets, change their mindsets and go, Right, actually, instead of me getting um, pl- fuck Plastic straws plastic. I will die on this hill Plastic straws didn't cause a thing Just because I turtle had it in his nose You fucked everything up Paper straws and all that cost w- are worse If anything, everyone should have went to silicone straws Because they are multiple use a or lot, metal straws
1: A lot of places just don't give you straws now Which is nice actually No, I
0: like, I like a straw I like to suck things through a straw
1: Well you can still ask for them They'll give you Yeah one. but
0: they give me the fucking pink ones I can't because they fuck with my mouth
1: Well just buy a portable one well, I do. I just got my silicon ones, but I keep yeah. getting them. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, but it's, stuff, it's, it's things like, right, I'm going to buy something at the last. So I'm not going to buy a cheap thing because it's cheaper. And I can understand the, the, the necessary... For some things, I agree, you have to do it.
1: Yeah, but, for a lot of people, it's uh, just not I, possible. I, right? I think
0: that comes back... I think that's, that's another conversation topic that we'll probably have, is yeah, budget sure. and capitalism and the the inflation rates. And that's that's a massive topic going own that we could probably talk about. But I think yeah. the overriding answer is the people need to start... Voting with their wallets, like not, not shouting on screaming on Twitter or stuff like that. They need to vote with their wallets and go, I'm not gonna shop at Aldi, or I'm not gonna, sorry, See, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not if I'm gonna shop at Aldi, I'm not gonna buy this chicken because it's cheaper. I'm gonna go to a butcher, this is it, the same or almost the same price as an Aldi thing because it's better. I'm not gonna buy Walker's crisps, I'm gonna buy a more ethically uh, sustainable crisp because they've got they, they they're in Britain. They hire local workers, or and they work around the globe, and they use national... stuff like that.
1: I, I agree, but... I mean, and and again, everything, all of this is, is biased by where we live, who we speak to, who we know, our family and friends, of course.
0: On the back, we're on pretty much the from, same side. From, from where the I'm back sitting,
1: top. yeah. Uh, well, for, from where I'm sitting, I feel like most people and i can't back this up with any facts but i feel like most people are not in a position to be able to make those changes because a lot of those things do just cost more um and and the we need a shift in how people vote with their wallets but also in in how we think about the cost of things right because like currently we go in and we compare the two prices and we say well this one's got more more kilograms for less pounds and therefore, it's better value for money. But like the carbon emissions of that, which is what we really seriously need to be thinking about with each purchase, could be vastly different. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you might have saved yourself fifty pence, but you might have also put out another seventy kilograms of carbon.
0: And I guess, and I do say this from a very privileged background, where I can go to the butcher. I have the the income uh, to do that. I have the income to go to a butcher or a grocer or grow my own veg as I do Um I would say I think everyone should grow their own a little bit like everyone has well, not every, like that's a super statement the majority that 80% of people have a balcony a bit of land a bit of garden to literally take two grow bags the, the, the fabric grow grabs I know I'm I know I'm this is completely against what I should be saying but on Amazon they cost 16 quid for five they are fabric You put your dirt in them. They cost. You could buy uh, uh, big dirts. You get them so cheap. If you went to B&M or stuff like that, you get them so cheap. Three for like a fiver, even three for fifteen quid. That's thirty quid. Buy seeds from wherever you want. Potatoes. Just buy a bag of potatoes for a pound there and sprout. Put those in. And it's a quite nice and easy way to just grow your veg. Um, And going back to that point of just the, those little things, as much as it may take effort and it may take months or weeks and months to grow, they'll all make a difference in the end. Right, I think we spent a long time on this uh, yeah. on this subject, so let's answer the question. Are we woke <laughs> Or complaining <laughs> about woke? the weather?
1: Um, not as woke as I would like to be. Hopefully I'm a little bit woke. Um, yeah, I think it's ridiculous to, to argue that... Um, people concerned about climate change are snowflakes. I think that I think it's ridiculous. Um, climate change is the biggest threat to to all of us right now, and we need to be seriously considering the impacts of everything that we do.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, we're British. Yeah. We complain we're, about the weather. We're born wartime, to complain. Even if it's cold, dry, wet, we're born to complain. Exactly. So I don't think we're woke. I don't think we're fear mongering. I think that the more the more you're educated the more you understand about what's going on, same as everything, the more you can actually make a difference. So, that's our big topic then. Thanks for coming back to us on our little jingly break. Uh, Our two topics, our small topics that we're going to talk about are to overcome the big topic that normally brings us to uh, misery to see,
1: weeping. Yeah.
0: Of so, course. Yeah. would you like me to go to my first, or would you like to go first? Um,
1: go on, you you go first.
0: Okay. So my clue was when wiping goes wrong. Do you have any clue God. what I'm gonna bring up?
1: I mean, there's just so much to unpack, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> go Twilight on, roll tell for us that. Yeah.
0: Um, it's gotta. So be. the title as it goes. Man left with burns on backside after using toilet wipes as loo roll. It could be a right pain in the ass when you mistake toilet wipes or loo roll. Just ask Leon Gleed.
1: Leon Gleed, what a guy.
0: Was left with stinging ring after he spent several days cleaning his rear with antibacterial toilet cleaner wipes, which he misidentified as wet wipes. To be fair, they do say Tesco Active Flushable Toilet Wipes. Fresh. However, right below that, it says kills 99.9% of bacteria, makes toilet sparkle, bleach free now i will say flushable toilet wipes i would also probably go oh there are swipes i'll give away however the big red thing that says kill 99.9% of bacteria would make me go hmm i don't want my ass all that clean maybe just maybe there's something in this is not quite right
1: don't you though you don't want your ass that clean you want, nope. like, a little bit of bacteria, just in case?
0: Yeah, just in case, you know. So that, you leave a
1: little bit of bacteria on there.
0: It's like everything. It's a little bit of bacteria never hurt anyone, you know? It's like <laughs> eating a little bit of mud every now and again. It'll make you so, feel strong. Give you worms, but make you feel strong.
1: It, in fairness, I, I used to work in retail stocking shelves. And those packaging, the, the packets for those, are hilariously close. Like, they, they look hilariously close. Um... Yeah, like I've I've got a pack of surface wipes right next to me here, and if you didn't know, <laughs> yeah, you, and obviously you just uh, picked up. I don't them know, up. maybe yeah, maybe you would know actually.
0: <laughs> I think you'd know from the smell because they'd have like that smelly, like that cleaning product, which you go, oh, okay, maybe. And did you be waiting for? The th- I think you'd be waiting for. Let me just quickly read the article. I got a feeling he'd been it's gone wiping up them
1: for a while, right? Or no, maybe maybe they're just quite strong. They're bleach free. Yeah, they, they, are, they do say bleach free. Yeah, that. I'm sure, would have been immediate, no?
0: Oh, I, what he says is he only he only started developing a nasty rash when Leon inspected the wipes after he realised the error of his ways. So when you're developing a rash, for me, you've been doing it for more than a... Oh, here you go. Uh, He picked up a, couple of, a, couple, a couple of weeks days. ago from Tesco Express ah. Store and Riska before placing them in his bathroom beside the bog. It was only after developing a nasty rash that Leon inspected the wipes and realised the error of his ways. But if he was hoping for sympathy from Sadie... It, was forth- <laughs> it wasn't forthcoming. In fact, she burst laughing and called him stupid. I thought the products were wet Sadie? wipes. Yeah, this is, I'm guessing that's his wife or girlfriend. Uh, right. I thought the products were wet wipes. You can use it, uh, to go to the toilet. But as it turned out, that wasn't the case, the 29-year-old recalled. When I developed the soreness, I knew something wasn't quite right. And when I checked the package, it said, Kills 99% of bacteria. Sadie said to me, how stupid can you be? But I think cleaning products <laughs> should be of a warning label, so they're more identifiable. Thankfully his rear net end is now in much better shape, but he's bleeding here for a while. Um I will so, say I would I will say um that they're not flushable. Nothing is flushable like that. Never flush your toilet pipes. No. Well
1: typically those flushable ones do say somewhere on the pack typically. Um typically typically. Uh, <laughs> that you should only flush one at a time and Honestly, I don't even think you should really flush. You shouldn't. Any of
0: them. Nothing nothing like that's flushable. The the toilet companies or the what companies a big will tell issue you? Right now, right? They just tell you no because it's the fa- the fabric yeah. they use. So
1: and so they stack them in different sections though. It literally so, says so there yeah, yeah, our toilet He's roll. bought them. But they will have been next to the surface cleaners and spray bottles whereas the wet wipe ones will be near the toilet rolls. Surely.
0: Yeah, well this is they literally said well I, he does also say, the only way I can describe it is like a night after a very hot curry, but 10 times worse. I feel sorry to make him say, the Tesco customer says, we're sorry to hear about this, we do make labeling on our packaging very clear for as possible for <laughs> customers. I would say, I would arguably say that the white bit doesn't make it uh, clear, but that's 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 their own thing. But he does say, our toilet rolls and related products are in a separate aisle in Risker uh, risk Extra from these cleaning wipes. So this man has gone down and like, that's bleach. That's right. toilet cleaner. So, oh there's wet ass wipes. Nothing else in between. Just picked them up and went, I'll wipe my ass with them later. Unless he's lying and he wanted a ninety nine point nine percent clean asshole.
1: I, I I reckon what's happened is if they're on separate aisles, he's not been down the toilet roll aisle, right? But somebody's mentioned to him, Oh, have you have you tried those toilet wipes? Um you should you know, give them a go. So he's walked down the cleaning aisle and mm-hmm. seen some toilet wipes. And I mean, he's picked up toilet wipes.
0: Oh I'll give them a go.
1: Yeah. And then he's got to his mate, and he said, "I don't know, I don't know about these toilet wipes, mate. I I don't know if I I don't know if I like them." Nah, go on, give him give them another week. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah, so that was my story, a little little thing to 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 lighten the mood.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, my, my mine's more of a topic than a story, really. It's or several stories. Um, so so I'm I'm from Wrexham, as you know.
0: Um, as I know, yes. The, the audience know,
1: doesn't, but the audience may not know that. Who are we kidding? The, the <laughs> audience is just our friends from Wrexham. Um, <laughs> hi, guys. <laughs> um, the, the topic I'm thinking of is uh, is Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. You heard about this? You heard? Well, obviously, well, It's I'm a not, while ago now.
0: I am a massive football fan, so it's, it was pretty hard not to hear.
1: Yeah, I think everyone's heard about it at this point, right? Like they they bought the local football club, Wrexham football club. One of the oldest. Is it the oldest in the country? Uh, third oldest, the oldest in the world. In the
0: I think it's one of the oldest. No, I think it is. I think it's the oldest in the country. No, no, Sheffield, Sheffield, something. Well, that was the oldest in the country. I, I think don't know. third
1: oldest. Maybe it's just because I'm from Wrexham, but I don't know. I don't even follow the football, so it doesn't really matter. But um, you Google in it. You search. Uh, Founded in 1864, in
0: they are the oldest in club in Wales and the third oldest professional associate association football team in the world.
1: Yeah. There oh, yeah, go. okay. Oldest in the, in the country, but not in the United Kingdom, yeah. necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I don't got a lot to say about it. I was hoping you would.
0: Um, but, yeah, so what do you think?
1: They, they've pumped a lot of money in it, to be fair. Should I give a bit of story the, behind the Wrexham? Stand?
0: Like, the, the actual sure. football Pre- club? Sure, So, from my knowledge, uh, so they, were, they, were, they were a big club. Um, the Wrexham Stadium used to be the home for Welsh football. So yep. because obviously South I would say South Wales is more rugby North Wales is more football. Uh the race course well,
1: Wrexham is more football really it's just because it's so close to the border really.
0: But um yeah the race course ground was the Wales football club. Um they were so they were in <laughs> are You are reading a wiki. No 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 I just know this anyway. Um you were I believe in League. He was always in the football league. I think he was in the football league for years. I don't think he went outside the football league. You've, if I you've remember. now
1: extended my football knowledge.
0: Um, I think it was because I can remember because they were my um, they were my team when I my first ever FIFA. I, I played Wrexham because there was no only four, There was, was only Wrexham. Cardiff Swansea, and I played Wrexham, and I I loved them, and I I had an affinity f- from then. Um, but you would went. I think it was 2006, two thousand six seven or eight. Um one of those years you went down to the conference league, so knocked out the Football League into the conference. Um and you've been in, down in the doldrums ever since. I think there was financial stuff going on before this um yeah, due to so, the running of the club and then it was so, fan
1: owned. And shortly after that, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I was gonna add there, is um so there there's a university next door, which I'm not sure if it was a university at the time. It might have just become a university. Um and the owners wanted to, to get rid of the club. Nobody wanted to buy it. So they were just going to shut it down and demolish the stadium. Um, But the fans decided, no, that's not happening. They all banded together, got the money to buy the club, the company, um, and the university bought the grounds and said you can use it as long as it's running. Um, so, So it very nearly stopped existing. The oldest football club in Wales very nearly stopped existing.
0: Oh, well I didn't know that it's called Wrexham Football Club from 2006.
1: Yeah, after um, after, after the the fans bought it, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, so yeah, so from that you've been down in Doldrums, fan-owned. So it's obviously it's hard to um, it's tough. Yeah. yeah, it's it's tough. Like it there was no big. It was because it's a fan conglomerate. They raise the money through shirt sales and stuff like that. They obviously can't bring in big signings. Um, yeah. twenty twenty, uh, there was there was murmurings that um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob. McKelney, is it?
1: Um, I I say it McElhany. That's how I've heard it said, but I do, I honestly don't know. The guy
0: from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. Basically, they 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 were rumoured the to be one. wanting to a uh, football club. Um, there was talks. I think there was there was understanding, but they may be somewhere else. And then it was Wrexham. Um, being Welsh myself, I was like, that's that's weird. But okay, whatever.
1: Um, being from Wrexham, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> like, that is really weird.
0: <laughs> um and then out of nowhere well it wasn't out of nowhere because we, we thought about it
1: Every, everyone really knew yeah,
0: about it. Yeah. they bought the club um, and they, they, they last season you but, were very close to going up we pumped a lot of money into it and you were so close to winning the I think yeah. it was the FA Cup trophy and also the, no the conference
1: I don't follow the actual football <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, interestingly they not only bought the club um, they actually bought the grounds back off the uni as well so oh, the club they? now owns the grounds yeah Um, Unless that's a a local rumour, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, Um, And they're redoing... There was an old stand, I think if I remember rightly, and everyone from Rexon will be screaming at me for getting this entirely wrong, but there was a stand that was condemned, but they didn't have the money to demolish it, and they didn't have the money to refurbish it, so it's just sat there. (laughs) Um, And they're getting rid of that, they're knocking that down. I think it might already be down and they're building, like, you should see the the designs for it. It looks insane. This this new stand? Mm. I think did my, I think my brother said, does it bring them up to 16,000 seats? Uh, the
0: capacity is currently 10,000, so it would, it would yeah. looks like it probably would probably be, so yeah. So
1: bring them up to 16, I think it's 16,000. Which is, is that big?
0: Uh, for the m- conference f- side? Massive.
1: Like, it's pretty big, right? Yeah. Um,
0: like you said, sleeping, you were mostly well, most probably, you're sleeping giants. Um, regular football, is it's, it's, it's quite big.
1: Um, It'll be interesting to see how far they climb back up, though, with 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 the financial support mostly. But like, like everyone in Wrexham is all about the Wrexham Football Club now, right? Like, mm-hmm. you did get some diehard fans, and you did get some some casual fans or whatever. But like, it is everywhere now. <laughs> But what I like about everyone most knows about them
0: is that they've they've committed not just to the football club but to the area. Yeah. And yeah. For me, that's massive. They've actively they've gone out and they they'll talk to people. They want to bring the the, the city, the, the now city of Wrexham, up to that that standard of just the you know, towns down North like New. Well, I say like Newport. It's not it's not a good thing to thing in the practice of Newport, but like Cardiff, Swansea, and elevate it. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the progress that they bring. Because at the end of the day, it's not just it's not just the money they're going to bring in. It's going to be the people from outside who know uh, know of Ryan Reynolds and Rob, whatever his last name is, and <laughs> we will come to the football games. We'll buy merch. We'll go into this into the town. Look at the the old um,
1: well, actually, the architecture. And be like, um, wow, this is interesting. Now, go on. Actually, it's a city now. Uh, so they'll come into the city um that's that's a, another recent development unrelated um but it's certainly those two the one two hit of massive investment in the football club and you know presumably extra funding from becoming a city I'm excited
0: it's gonna be excited. wonders and i think i'm 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 really looking forward to the pro- i'm looking forward to the documentary that they're gonna release um I think that's coming that's in coming
1: all, soon but... that's coming soon yeah
0: yeah. Um, I say,
1: like, I'm involved with it in any way. But I'm, <laughs> I've I'm just look- seen a trailer.
0: But I'm looking forward to the, the developments of what they're bringing. Like you said, it's the area, not just Wrexham, but the, the, the surrounding area um, that, that is <sighs> just going to get a bump from people coming to watch the games, but also they're going to be looking around castles and all the, yeah. the, the touristy stuff that is just going to make the country, not as, just even the north, but also the country just better off. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, it'll be good. I think I think it's gonna. It's only gonna be a mixed bag, because um, there will there will be some downsides. I'm certain of it. Um, there barking. will be, you know, just a, a hint of gentrification coming in, possibly. That's another topic. Um, Let's not talk
0: about that because that uh, makes my blood boil. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's gonna be good overall. I think. Um, yeah.
0: So thank you for listening to the first episode of Arguably Agreeing, where we talked about climate change wet wipes with actually toilet wipes and Wrexham Football Club Uh, we hope to get you a new episode soon and thank you for listening and goodbye this is an arguably agreeing production So thank you all for listening to Arguably Agreeing where we've talked about climate change, a guy wiping his ass with something you probably shouldn't, and I am recording your fucking thing. Bollocks. Stream and download us now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.